The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. You know, I remember years ago, maybe about four or five years ago, my family, uh, my wife's family, has a huge family Hanukkah reunion. Every Shabbos Hanukkah. And it's in Fraser, Pennsylvania. And my family was planning to join. We were, li- we were leaving Toronto. A few days before, we wanted to leave ourselves enough time. We we're going to stay over in a hotel and travel. It's an eight-hour drive, so we'll stay overnight. And then we'll two days before. And then we'll, okay, so we had a whole plan. I'll spare you some of the details. The plans kept changing over over the drive. We hit one snowstorm and another snowstorm and things kept getting delayed and delayed. Finally, Erev Shabbos, Friday morning, we're driving and Nacha snowstorm, it begins to snow again and it's really accumulating and the driving slows down and we're hitting major traffic and I'm watching Waze and Waze is saying, you're going to get there an hour before Shabbos. 45 minutes before Shabbos, and half an hour before Shabbos, and as the snow continues to pile on, 15 minutes before Shabbos, five minutes, we realize we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it in time for Shabbos. So we had to do something. I started looking, where's the closest community to where we are? And I see there's a Chabad. So I call the number. And they said, excuse me, we're driving, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're stuck, it's snow, we're not going to make it for shops where we're going, can we come to you? So the guy says, I'm so sorry, but I'm not home for Shabbos. I'm not home, I can't help you. He said, I'm actually down at my parents' house, which is several, several miles down the road, maybe another 10, 15 miles down the road. But at this point, it was barely moving. He says, let me give you that address, you can come join us. Join us for Shabbos. There's already three or four other families that got stuck in the snow. So we said, okay. So I put in his address, and I see we're not going to make it to his address either. So what are we going to do? So the guy says, here, let me give you another address. Gives me an address. I put it in. I said, okay, it looks like we'll make it here. I said, what's this? He says, this is the address of my house. This is the address of my house. I'm not home, but go to my house. The key's in the back. You could stay in my house for Shabbos. There's some food in the fridge. Turn the heat up when you get inside. We look at the timing. It's going to be close. My wife asks him, he says, tell me, is there a shul nearby? He says, my house is the shul. <laughs> he says, is there a minion? He goes, you're the minion. Okay, fine. We look, we, we literally, we're going to get there like a minute and a half before Shabbos. We're going as fast as we could. This was barely moving. We're inching along. Baruch Hashem, it starts to ease up a little bit as we get closer. But the clock was ticking. We pull up a minute to Shabbos. I take all of our bags. I'm running. There's no Erev over there. Take all of our bags, everything we can, bring everything into the house as fast as we could, grabbing the kids, running through the snow, literally just everything into the house quick before Shabbos. Put everything into the house. I look at the clock. 30 seconds to Shabbos, a minute to Shabbos. It was so, so close. And I, w- I felt so grateful. Look what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. Look, we didn't make it to the house we were going to. But look how Hashem gave us a place to go for Shabbos. Within a matter of minutes, we wouldn't have made it. And Hashem gave us a place to stay. Hashem, unbelievable, this was the big nace for us. This was the big deal. This is what I want to thank Hashem for. Hashem, Dayenu, you did enough for us. You gave us a warm house, shelter from the snowstorm, food, 
But as we ran into the house, with that minute left, I realized, Hanukkah, I didn't light the menorah. My wife didn't light Shabbos candles. We've got a minute to Shabbos. Probably not going to be able to do it. I look over at the table, just next to the window facing the street. And there's a menorah set up with the candles. I strike a match. I make a bracha. I light the menorah on one side. My wife quickly lights the Shabbos candles on the other side. Put out the match. Shabbos. And I remember thinking to myself, Kodesh Baruch he gave us a house. He gave us shelter. He gave us food. He gave us warmth in the middle of a terrible snowstorm. You got us here before Shabbos. You did all of that. Dayenu, that's enough. It's enough for me to say thank you. That's the Nesa Hanukkah for me. And on top of all of this, you leave a menorah for us sitting right in the window at a moment when I just wanted to light the menorah and you go on top above and beyond. You put a manure right there for me as well. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. You went above and beyond. This is Hanukkah. Yes, you saved us from the Mechama. Dayenu, that would have been enough. You didn't have to do more. Tumahotrim and Sibar, we didn't have to light the menorah. And yet... You give us tahar oil and make it burn for eight days. That's going above and beyond. It's going above and beyond. That was you, Akadosh Baruch Hu, saying, I love you. I want to give you one more. No, I don't want to just get by. I remember years ago, I had this employer. And this employer, he was, he was a good employer. He did everything employers do. He paid my salary, gave me the benefits. He did what employers needed to do. But I remember he would always say, thank you, thank you. He was always so grateful, always a pat on the back, always, a, always just a positive word. And I remember thinking to myself, you don't have to do that. He didn't have to. He could have done what many employers do, which is just get by, check, check, check. I'm paying your, paying your salary, doing the benefits, I'm doing what I need to do. But this employer, he didn't want to just get by. He didn't want to just be yotzev. He always wanted to go above and beyond. And that's what made an impression on me. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always saying, I want to do more for you. The nace of the Shemen is Hashem saying, I love you. I remember hearing an incredible story. I think it was a brother-in-law of, of one of the Gary Rebbe's. And one morning he was standing in shul. He was standing in the corner after davening. And he was saying in Yiddish again and again and again, I love you. I love you. I love you. He was saying again and again, Master of the world, I love you. And some of the other Hasidim were standing around and they were machin chayzik. They were laughing at him. And one of the Rebbes comes around. He sees what's happening. And he says, I want you to know, if we lived in the time of the Nevi'im, we would hear the Rebbeinu Shalom say back, I love you too. I love you too. I love you too. 
This is Hanukkah. Kodesh Baruch Hu, going above and beyond. But the message is for us to live our lives, to look not just at the Yisurim, but to look at the positive things, to start noticing all the things that Hashem doesn't have to do, so to speak, but He does anyway. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.